1: White Sox fans, this is your Sox Machine White Sox wake up call for Thursday, August 11th, 2022. I'm Josh Nelson. I hope you are having a good morning while listening to this episode. I hope you slept well, had a good breakfast, laughed at something dumb on social media before heading to work today. You deserve a good day because you are a White Sox fan and this team is not good. We can finally admit that, right? This is not a good team. They are not magically going to become a good team in the remaining 51 games of the season. The White Sox started 6-2 and two in 2022. Remember that? And then they fell to 6-5 and five after an embarrassing doubleheader loss to Cleveland. 110 games later, and the White Sox are 55-55 and 55 since April 20th. They are a 500 team in 2022. But there was hope because in this 19-game stretch, they were facing some of the league's worst teams. The Rockies, Athletics, Royals, Rangers, Royals again, and the Tigers. In last night's game, I decided to hop back on the Peloton to get some miles in and see how many miles I could cycle until the white Sox scored a run i biked for 89 minutes and recorded over 24 miles before gavin sheets benefited from a poor defensive play from royal second baseman michael massey josh harrison also chipped in with an rbi single in the sixth inning and the white Sox were ahead three to one the white Sox played good defense behind johnny cueto for five innings turning slick double plays to get out of some tricky jams. But the bottom of the sixth inning, Yohan Makata made two bad throws to first base that extended the inning. Massey redeemed himself, tying the game with an RBI single off Johnny Cueto. Some White Sox fans were advocating he's a lefty, bringing Jake Diekman to take care of that jam. Well, Tony DeRosa didn't, and he would bring Deekman in later in the game, and he gave up a home run to left-handed hitting M.J. Melendez. Jimmy Lambert, who's been so good for the White Sox as of late, had an awful outing where he allowed four runs off four hits and two walks. The White Sox, it just felt like, were consumed by a mudslide in the bottom of the sixth inning, and the Kansas City Royals end up winning big 8-3. to three. In the easiest 19-game stretch of the season, the White Sox are now 8-7, and seven with one more game left in Kansas City and three at home against Detroit. The best they could do during this stretch is 12-7. and seven. With how they have been playing, a 10-9 and nine or 11-8 and eight record is more likely. It's just not enough wins during this stretch. Yesterday, White Sox season ticket holders received emails about renewing their plans for the 2023 season. I laughed. I mean, I'm an idiot and a sucker, so they will get my money, but I imagine many White Sox fans won't renew because the team's just not worth the money. That turned a light bulb on in my head. The $190 million payroll that the White Sox entered this season with that Rick Hahn pushed and created and got approved by Jerry Reinsdorf thanks to signing mid-level talent Well, that level of spend is contingent on the White Sox making the playoffs in 2022. So what happens if the White Sox don't make the playoffs? Now, we're White Sox fans. We know what that means. Without playoff revenue and the real possibility of season ticket plan renewals taking a hit early, someone within the White Sox boardroom will demand cuts be made Going into 2023. Despite all of the money that Major League Baseball makes and revenue sharing and television deals, we know how the White Sox operate. They will make cuts because they missed out on the postseason revenue gate and season tickets are taking a hit. Even though the money from the other sources, especially TV, would make up the difference, that's just how the White Sox operate. And that's not a great outlook which is why even though you may want the White Sox to fail because it could spur changes into the offseason, it just might not be the changes you are actually looking for. Can you imagine having to do a Sox machine offseason plan project this upcoming fall where you have to cut payroll by 20 to $30 million? Meanwhile, in Detroit, the Tigers fired their general manager, Al Avila. the tigers are having a really bad season they're 43 and 69 and currently in last place in the american league central tigers owner christopher Illich told the press the reason for avila's dismissal was due to a lack of progress being made i chuckled when the news was released tigers fans have been unhappy with avila for a bit now and after seven seasons owner Chris Illich was sick of him too. Avila spent over 20 years working within the Tigers organization. So he has been a mainstay. Rick Hahn has almost spent 20 years working with the White Sox. And he's been the general manager for about half of his tenure. In 10 years as general manager, the White Sox have 675 wins under Rick Hahn and 791 losses. That's a 460 winning percentage, and they are 2-5 and five in seven postseason games. After a Major League Baseball trade deadline that saw Rick Hahn swan and miss and trying to make a deal for this franchise, the outlook is appearing to be falling very short of expectations to 2022, missing the postseason, and having to play payroll games in the winter trying to convince Jerry Reinstorf and the other board members they need to keep a $190 million payroll again next year with missing postseason revenues because the core is still there. They can give it another shot in 2023. To me, that also sounds like a lack of progress. Maybe something to monitor in the upcoming weeks. Back to the game. The bright spots offensively is Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, and Yasmani Grandal. All had multi-hit games. Grandal reached on base three times yesterday as he added a walk to his two hits. Johnny Cueto went six innings, allowed nine hits, three runs, two of those were earned, one walk, and struck out four. Jake Diekman took the loss. After the game, Johnny Cueto told the White Sox beat reporters, "Quote: We can't get comfortable." We need to go out and play and play hard and show what we can do. We need to fight. We need to show the fire that we have, if we have any, end quote. The White Sox are now 56 at 55.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Today, the White Sox and Royals will play their second-to-last game at Kauffman Stadium this season. The two teams have a random pit stop in Kansas City on Monday, August 22nd. Pitching for the White Sox will be Dylan Cease. As we mentioned on Monday's Sox Machine podcast, Cease is chasing White Sox history as he currently has a 1.98 ERA. Cease hasn't allowed more than one run, earned or unearned, since June 9th. And he pitched a gem in Kauffman Stadium as he went five and two-thirds scoreless innings with nine strikeouts. For the Royals, they are going to the veteran Zach Granke, who hasn't pitched more than five innings since June 29th. Granke gave up four earned runs at his last start against the Boston Red Sox, but this is the White Sox. Granke's a fringe starting right-handed pitcher at this stage of his career, so I imagine the White Sox are going to have troubles scoring runs. First pitch is at 1:10 p.m. Central Time. You can watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on the radio at ESPN 1000 a.m. Down on the farm, the Charlotte Knights were on the road and scored late with a run in the 7th and 8th innings to snatch a victory away from Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, 2 to 1. Vince Velasquez in his rehab appearance when Two and a third innings, allowed two hits, no runs, one walk, and struck out four. Jake Berger was one for four with an RBI, and Mike Adolfo went one for three with an RBI. The Birmingham Barons were also on the road and were tied 2-2 two to two headed into the eighth inning against the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Thanks to Oscar Colossus' home run, the Barons were able to find more offense late to win that game 5-2. to two. Colossus now has seven home runs in double-A, and he's batting 348. J.J. Muno hit his fourth home run of the season to help pace the offense. Starting pitcher Sean Burke had a really good outing. He went five innings, allowed two hits, no runs, one walk, and six strikeouts on 68 pitches, throwing 52 strikes. The Barons are 47-57 and 57 on the season. Winston-Salem dropped a home game to Bowling Green 6-4, Colson Montgomery went one for three with a double. Tyler Osick went two for four hitting his ninth home run of the season. Canapolis won in extras with a final score of seven to six in ten innings, thanks to hashtag walkoff wild pitch offense. Wilfred Varis hit his 17th home run of the season. West Kath went one for four with a double. And Cole Seamus had an interesting stat line. He went four and a third innings, allowed just one hit. But four runs, all, all four were earned. He walked six and struck out three. Seamus threw 80 pitches and only 41 strikes. Around Major League Baseball, tonight is the Field of Dreams game between the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. While that sounds like a pretty boring matchup, it's the only Field of Dreams game we'll get until possibly 2024. Former White Sox great and Hall of Famer turned into a business mogul, Frank Thomas, told the media the delay is due to construction at Field of Dreams. The field will not be ready for any action in 2023. Scores around Major League Baseball, Cleveland beat Detroit 3-2 to as they improved to 58-52 and and leading the American League Central. We've been trying to tell you about the Guardians, and Terry Francona might just manage this team into the postseason as the Guardians' winning streak extends to four games. Must be nice. Joey Gallo had a pinch hit three run homer as the Los Angeles Dodgers wrecked the Minnesota Twins again. The Dodgers have won 10 straight games. Your updated American League Central Standings. First place is Cleveland with the 58 and 52 record. Minnesota is in second place at 57-53, and the White Sox are in third at 56-55. Seattle continues the New York Yankees slide as they won 4-3. Aaron Judge hit another home run, his 45th of the season. And when you combine Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, Andrew Vaughn, and Gavin Sheets, they have 46 home runs. The Yankees have lost eight of their last 10 games. Nolan Arenado hit a home run in his return to Coors Field as the St. Louis Cardinals best the Rockies nine to five. The Cardinals are 61 and 49. That's important because the Milwaukee Brewers walked off the Tampa Bay Rays in extra innings, four to three. The Brewers remain a game behind the Cardinals with a 60 and 50 record in the National League Central. In the National League wildcard race, San Diego's offense finally broke through as they scored six runs in the third inning and seven runs in the sixth inning to beat the San Francisco Giants 13-7. The New York Mets wrecked the Cincinnati Reds 10-2. Atlanta Braves beat up on the Boston Red Sox bullpen on their way to an 8-4 to victory, so the two National League East contenders keep pace. But don't forget about the Philadelphia Phillies as they beat the Miami Marlins 4-3. to Ever since the Phillies fired Joe Girardi, they are 40-19. Not bad. The Chicago Cubs scored four runs in the seventh inning to outlast the Washington Nationals 4-2. The Los Angeles Angels won in extra innings in Oakland 5-4. The Texas Rangers overcome Justin Verlander and the Houston Astros as they scored five runs in the top of the 10th inning to win 8-4. And finally, the Pittsburgh Pirates win in Arizona, beating the Diamondbacks 6-4. That will do it for this Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call. If you just discovered Sox Machine or have been a long-time lurker, help support us on patreon.com slash Our Patreon supporters receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the podcast and website, and first opportunity to receive our Socks Machine swag. Monthly plans start at just $2, and you can save with an annual subscription. Again, the website is patreon.com slash Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine, and you can follow me at Sox Machine underscore Josh. Thanks for listening to the White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?